It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. And welcome in to tonight's post game show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. Improved to 19-6-1 on the season. Let's head back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to break this one down. And Dan, uh, a much more competitive game and really a goaltending duel between Devin Dubnik and Marc-Andre Fleury. It's interesting because it didn't feel like a game until the final five minutes after the Sharks finally got one. You know, Fleury seemed invincible. The three breakaways, most notably Fleury's poke check out of Vander Kane. And when it's not going, it's not going. And after the Knights had that late power play, they were so close to scoring. And it was almost, I don't want to say they were giving up, but like Marcia so had those three great chances. Dubnik was unbelievable. Yeah. And at that point, it's just, all right, it's 2-0. There's five minutes left. But the Sharks got one shortly after that penalty ran out. And all of a sudden, it felt much more urgent. And the Knights clamped down. Flurry did make a couple of important saves there down the stretch, and the Knights hold on. But, yeah, you know, the, the first period, the Knights weren't at their best, but it's almost like they were weathering the storm. They scored a power play goal, so they're winning. They yeah. don't have to go anything crazy. They weather the storm, and they were very much in control of the game for the second and 15 minutes worth of the third. You know, it's interesting because a lot of the conversation this morning was about the emphasis of this game, the first game at home after a long road trip. And when you say weathering the storm, that's that's kind of how they, they got through that first period. Obviously, that power play goal helps. But, you know, the Golden Knights really did find their game simplified things in the second period. And, and that's where I think Devin Dubnik kind of stood on his head and kept the Sharks close. Oh, th this was one of the better goaltending performances against the Knights we've seen all year. I don't know if it's the best, but it's in the conversation. Vegas ends up with 36 shots and only two of them go in. One's a power play goal and the other an even strength goal, a pretty setup patch ready to stone. But my goodness, the Knights could have had six, seven goals. I mean, if Martin Jones were playing this game, it would have been one of those blowouts that we've seen <laughs> in previous years. Yeah, you know what you said, it, you know, you get the power play goal and if it were 0-0 going into the second period, I'm not sure the game unfolds in quite the same way. But because you get that goal halfway through the first, you can weather the storm with the lead, right? Weather the storm with the lead rather than weather a storm when it's a 0-0 tie because then the Sharks are still pushing. They can get that first goal. The Knights are still perfect when they score first. They're 14-0-1. You have that overtime loss you take out. But then there's... 10-0 make it now 11-0 when leading after the first and 13-0 when leading after two. In other words, like while the team has had some impressive and exciting dramatic comebacks, they're also very good when they get the game where they want it to be. And that involves scoring first for the 16th time in 26 games and all the rest. They, um, they secure it, and a big part of that is the goaltending, but it is, I think, uh, that poise they did not crumple in the last five minutes after the Sharks got one, as, <laughs> as we have seen before. Tomasz Nosek, Nick Waugh, Alex Tuck, though they don't, they don't contribute on the score sheet, really playing some hard, heavy minutes down low, cycling the puck, and making life difficult on the San Jose Sharks. Nick Watt has had stretches in the last couple of weeks where it's like he got the engine going and then it sputters. Like it just can't catch for whatever reason. Now it's catching. Yeah. And with Tomas Nosek and Alex Tuck, Nosek and Wah seem to have developed something there. And Alex Tuck is the m most, you know, star-powered player in his 20 points and 13 goals. Nosek and Wah have three goals between them. So there is something to be said for what they can generate. And it's not just points. It is offensive zone time. And there was that key shift late in the third period yeah. where they just kept grinding away. And it wasn't just holding the puck in the offensive zone. It was a hard shift for those Sharks players who had to deal with Tuck, Wah, and Nosek. They're not just dangerous. They are exhausting to play against. They're big and they're fast. And now 
they're also starting to churn with the creativity. Like, there are some impressive movements of the puck between those guys. So you're right. They didn't score here, but they did a lot that I liked. And I was impressed with Alex Tuck's answer in our intermission interview. Um, really prideful of what his group has done defensively. Yeah. You know, some of that is, you know, you, you want to play in the offensive zone as much as you can. But when you are in the D zone, you're getting it out as quick as you can. And it's hard to play against them at any area of the ice. And, uh, you know, I wonder if some of that for Tuck is just a little bit of time on the penalty kill. He had never been used that way before. You play on the penalty kill and maybe you develop a certain appreciation or you learn a little something about what it means to be strong defensively and it's not just score, score, score on your mind all the time. You develop that just little something that might click in your brain and it's been some of the best hockey, not just because of the production. I mean, Tuck, he's got the 13 goals, but, um, you know, you throw out the empty netter. He had no points in the previous three games. But I still think Tuck is playing great and it's not just because he's got... 13 goals. You, you know, it's it, it takes me back to something Pete DeBoer said during the Colorado series where when he's talking specifically about Alex Tuck, he's one of those players that has the legs to make life difficult on, say, a Nathan McKinnon and help in those in those key defensive areas. You don't rely on it, but you like to see it. And I think with Alex Tuck, what I'm seeing out of him is just that commitment and that consistency on that end of the puck and it feeding offense in much the same way we see it feed offense for guys like Mark Stone. You're right. And also consider this, that the Knights' third line of Tuck, Nosek, and Wah is going up against opponents' third lines. And, hey, it, would this all be happening the same way if the matchups were a little bit different? And if Pete DeBoer can, uh, not that he's really done, had to do much matching here, but, you know, if, if you've got some confidence and, you know, you're going up against the third line or the third pair for the opponent, you know, like it, it's almost like you, you get greedy. You, you realize that you have the upper hand and that you ought to be in control of these situations. And that just, I think, gives a, an extra shot into the arm of your confidence. Last one here for you, Dan. Cody Glass had a great opportunity, played with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. What did you think of his game tonight? There were a couple of moments where you saw the flash and the ability and the hockey IQ, but there were just as many moments and maybe more where it didn't quite click, where yeah. you know maybe he overthought a play or didn't receive a pass as clean as he could have. In other words, you know, here comes the puck. I got to think about what I'm doing next, but didn't receive the pass. Um, you know, hasn't played with patch and stone those guys have been clicking on another level with chandler stevenson which is not to say if cody is there for multiple games that it might fall into focus let's also realize that you know <laughs> patch and stone both scored goals today um cody glass did not register any points but uh, you get the idea here it, it it's not as though you know cody was plus one right from the the even strength goal so he was on the ice for that one um, was he instrumental in making that play happen? I, I can't say that he was. So um, what was it a, a stranglehold of the opportunity and saying to Pete DeBoer, hey, you got to keep me in here? No, I don't think he did that. Was it the sort of thing where he, you know, just uh, faltered big time and made it clear that he shouldn't be in that spot? No, that didn't happen either. Um, it was fine. He could have done more, but he uh, obviously the team won. He was on the ice for a goal, so how bad could it have been? Um, he had zero shots on goal, um, and that is, you know, I think as much as anything, you know, question of confidence. He only had one attempt, Ryan. He had no shots on goal, one attempt that was blocked. That's it. He won five out of ten draws. He had one takeaway. That's his stat line for this one. Um, it, he was fine. All right, Dan, as always, thanks so much for joining us here, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. The Golden Knights defeat San Jose 2-1. to one. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Did you know that AAA Auto Insurance isn't just about protecting metal and glass? It's about the people inside the car as well. AAA Insurance is great auto insurance for your vehicles at affordable rates. Plus, you may save hundreds when you bundle your auto and home insurance with AAA Insurance. AAA is America's most recommended roadside assistance. Why not try AAA Insurance? Great auto insurance and more. That's AAA Insurance. 
Get it today by visiting AAA.com. The provider of AAA Auto and Home Insurance is CSAA Insurance Group, a AAA insurer. Restrictions may apply. This is Alex Stock from the Vegas Golden Knights. History is made when ordinary people do extraordinary things. By registering as an organ, eye, and tissue donor, you have the power to save and heal 75 lives, a life like Brianna's. My new heart came from a hero named Chris. He gave me the ultimate gift, a second chance at life. Now I can live out my dreams. Let's make history, Nevada. Learn more about Nevada Donor Network and register as a hero at nvdonor.org. A union we can count on. A union with a legacy known for hard work and getting things done. We're the ones who built this city with pride. Our members are our family, and their well-being is our number one priority. Laborers Union Local 872. Vegas Strong. Union Proud. Are you tired and confused from all the solar companies from other states telling you they have the best? Universal Solar Direct. We are family owned. We live right here in Las Vegas. With your free consultation, you will find we have the exclusive triple zero. Zero out of pocket, zero down payment, and exclusive zero interest for nine years. Make a local call. Call 702-483-6900. Nevada license 79863. <laughs> We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. to one. We'll get into the highlights here in just a second. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. Didn't look like anybody was uh, any worse for wear in this game. Obviously, Chandler Stevenson did not play tonight. Cody Glass up with Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty because of that uh, that injury. So whether or not Chandler Stevenson is good to go Wednesday, we will find out. We'll hope to get some uh, some more information on Will Carrier, who was also out due to an injury, and Alex Petrangelo as the Golden Knights have, have had their share of injuries throughout this season, though Robin Leonard did skate today with the Vegas Golden Knights. He'll be reintegrated into practice as the, the week progresses. And when we see Robin Leonard in net, that's something to, to keep an eye on because Marc-Andre Fleury has carried a lot of this load for a while. Let's head out to the podium, bring in Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Hi, Pete. Um, probably not the start you guys wanted, but you seem to find your legs in the second period. Just how happy were you with the rebound there in the second you know what it uh i kind of expected to start um it looked <clears throat> excuse me it looked like we had been you know, on the road for 10 days and and came back late I, I felt in morning skate this morning our energy was a little bit off so uh you know i i felt it was going to take us a, a little while to work into the game um you know thankfully flower was our best player in the first and uh, allowed us to get our legs under us. And uh, I, I liked a lot of the things we did over the last 40 minutes other than put them away. I thought we had multiple opportunities to, to extend that lead to three and, and finish it off. And, you know, that, that was the only thing we didn't do. Next question for Pete tonight comes from Justin Emerson with the Las Vegas Sun. Hey, Justin. Hey, Pete. When we talk about forwards, we talk about lines a lot, a three-man unit. But is there something to be said about just two guys out there that work really well together, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty. It seems like regardless of who their center is, that they're always going to perform. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of times lines are made around two guys, and, and there's usually an interchangeable piece there. Um, you know, uh, for sure, uh, Stone and Patch uh, have some chemistry, and they they, uh, they complement each other, and um, you know, they. Big goal for us, obviously, there in the third period, and and a big power play goal for us in the first, which is what you need. You know, you're going to have nights in this league where you're not feeling great or your legs aren't great, and you've got to grind out a win. And I thought we did that tonight. Next question goes to Chris Chapman, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Hi, Chris. Hi, Pete. Uh, probably 
statistics guys on my side of the Zoom call keep track of, but Mark Stone has scored six game-winning goals. Six of his ten have been game-winning goals. Could you just speak about what's in his character that allows him to rise to to the occasion in, in big moments? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's one of those special players, and, you know, it's, it's a rare characteristic, and if you've got it, uh, um, you know, it's a great thing to have on your team because – uh, you know, he, he has the ability to recognize moments and, and the most important moments of games and uh, and want to be out there and want the puck got his stick at, at those times. So, um, you know, he's a special, special player, and that's why he's our captain. Time for a few more here tonight with Pete. Next one goes to Brian Blessing, Vegas Hockey Hotline. Hi, Brian. Hello, Pete. Uh, just the consistency of this team. I mean, the resilience, their games are down, you come back. You mentioned it, you, you preach to them. They know about it, how hard it is to play that first game home from a long road trip. Just the ability to find ways in different scenarios, the, the consistency of this group. Yeah, like, like I said, I, I could tell, uh, you know, our energy wasn't in a good place as early as this morning. Um, but but I uh, you know after the first period I loved how we simplified our game and and grinded and 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 had some great shifts and got some great efforts out of guys uh, you know on a night when when we were off a little bit so uh, that's what good teams do in this league uh, you know you can be off a little bit but but have the maturity to recognize it and and find a way and I thought we did that. Next question goes to Ken Bulky with Sinbin Vegas. I can. Hey, Pete, can you talk about the value of the versatility of Tosh Noshik? You could move him up the line to the wing, up, and then he played late in that game when you're defending uh, with the empty net. Yeah, he's a Swiss Army knife. You know, he's a guy that uh, he, he's he's good in the face-off circle. He's good defensively. He can kill penalties, uh, and he also you know has enough skill that uh, you can stick him with offensive players, and uh, you know they're going to be fine with it because uh, he can make some plays. So uh, he's been a valuable guy here in my time here. And, um, you know, it's nice to see him getting his game back. He had a great start, great training camp, and then got COVID and, and was out for an extended period and, and has worked his way back into where he looks like uh, his old self again. Final question tonight goes to Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete, just what was your reaction on the bench in the third period when you see Marc-Andre get out of his crease to poke the puck away from Evander Kane? Yeah, I think I've seen that before, uh, you know, from the other bench. Uh, so, you know, he, he's he been great. And, and I can't tell you, you know, how important it was uh, that he was our best player tonight. I mean, that first period we could have been down by a couple. And, uh, you know, he, he allowed us to uh, – to work to work our way into that game and for the oldest guy on the ice uh you know to have that type of energy that's pretty impressive pete thanks for your time that was head coach pete deboer with tonight's post-game interview presented by nevada eye physicians we're back with more on the triple a insurance post-game show on the vegas golden knights radio network presented by dollar loan center We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com. It's the AAA Insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. to one. Stop me if you've heard that before. We'll take a look at the highlights and uh, relive the game a little bit. So you just heard from Pete DeBoer. He talked about the energy for the Golden Knights not necessarily being where it needed to be as early as morning skate. It was that case in the first period as the Sharks would push early, though, and a Vander Kane penalty 
would prove costly, leading to Max Pacioretty's power play goal. Right wing shot, they score! Took them seven seconds. A wrist shot from the right wing circle. Max Pacioretty delivers a power play goal. one nothing Knights with 11.25 to go in the first period. That's Patch ready from Stone and Theodore at 8.35 of the first period to make it one to nothing Vegas. We would go to the second period, and this is the first of two. Marc-Andre Fleury making a brilliant save on a breakaway. Now it's backhanded out by Couture. Here's Kane on a rush. Up the left side, he shoots. Fleury the save. It deflects into the screen. Marc-Andre, for the second time, stops the Shark on the breakaway. Marc-Andre Fleury, brilliant through two periods, and we head to the third period, still one nothing Vegas, and Mark Stone wasting little time adding to the lead. Bouncing puck into the Knights' end, tapped away by Haig. Stone starts it up the right wing. Pacioretty through the right circle for Stone. He scores! 2-0 Vegas. Mark Stone finished it off from the inner rim of the right wing circle. That's Stone from Pacioretty and Nick Haig at 1.02 of the third period to make it 2 to nothing Vegas. Diving poke check, check. Marc-Andre Fleury with our AAA insurance save of the game. On the draw against Marsha, so they get it out, and here comes a breakaway. Fleury made a diving play to knock it off the stick of Kane, and no shot on goal. Vegas clears the zone. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So Marc-Andre Fleury coming up huge, robbing Evander Kane with a diving poke check. Kane on the breakaway, gets frustrated, takes a penalty after that play. The Golden Knights don't score on the power play, and then it's the Sharks... Cutting the lead to one. Sharks have it back in with Burns. Left circle. Peels away from Martinez. Outside left wing. Dishes right. Meyer stuffs it home at the right post. Got below the goal line. Faked out Flurry and slams it in at the right post. It's a one goal game with 5.31 to play in the third. That's Timo Meyer from Brent Burns at 14.29 of the third period to cut the lead to 2-1 to Vegas. It was a brilliant play by Meyer as he's able to just deke around Marc-Andre Fleury, goes below the goal line, back out in front of the net, and taps it home. The Golden Knights would continue to get opportunities to put this game away. Devin Dubnik would come up with some brilliant saves, and the Sharks would push late. They'd pull Dubnik, they'd have the extra attacker on, and the Golden Knights would defend for the final call. Vegas gets it, but can't clear it. Burns to the right, Kane centered off the stick, chipped behind the goal with two, centering a shot at the horn, stopped! Vegas holds on! Sharks won. And there you have it. The Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. to one. And, you know, it's one of those games where we've talked about the Golden Knights throughout this season and their ability, their ability to win games when maybe they don't have a full 60-minute effort. They don't have the first 20 minutes or they don't have the middle frame. The second period isn't what they want it to be. But you see the talent, you see their ability to lean heavily on Marc-Andre Fleury or whoever is in net. They were able to lean on Robin Leonard earlier on this season. My point being, they find ways to win, especially in these games that you would traditionally have circled as a trap game. This was a trap game for the Golden Knights. They passed that test beautifully. A good, solid win for Vegas tonight as they defeat the Sharks 2-1. to one. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. And welcome back to the AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the San Jose Sharks 2-1. to 
gutsy performance there by the Golden Knights. Didn't have the energy in the first period, but really did a lot of good things through the final 40 minutes of play. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, great for Vegas in the first period and really good in spots in the second and third. I, I mean, listen, when you have a diving poke check and that's like one of three or four highlights for your night, it was a fantastic effort. And Devin Dubnik, for his part, was really, really good for the San Jose Sharks. This was one of those games that, you know, it, it could have gone into a situation where the Golden Knights had the Sharks put away in the second in the third period, I mean, there were opportunities there. It didn't work out that way, but the Golden Knights stuck with the game plan. They were able to weather that late push by the San Jose Sharks and come away with two points in a game that would have been, as you look at the calendar, a trap game. This is a, a, the first game at home off of a six-game road trip. The Golden Knights play two really good, Good, solid games, heavy games against St. Louis to finish up that road trip. Come home, and they've got the Sharks, who had a lot of jump early, but it's the Golden Knights weathering the storm there in the first period. That power play goal from Max Pacioretty really allows them to kind of settle into that game in the second period and take that momentum away from San Jose. It's got to be deflating if you're the Sharks in that in that situation specifically to play a solid period of hockey and still go to the dressing room down one nothing to Vegas again. It'll be interesting to see what both of these teams bring to the table on Wednesday. We will be here on Wednesday pregame show at 6, puck drop at 7. Until then, we've got the extended postgame show coming up next right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard joins me here. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us here, as always, you can give me your most impressive player of the game. I think that one's a pretty obvious one. There's a couple obvious ones, but one that I think stands above the rest. Uh, you could also let us know, and this is really Darren's uh, Darren's question that he asked me earlier today on the Golden Knights Insider Show. Are the, are the Golden Knights better than you think they were? Like as as we're kind of at this stage, twenty six games in, nineteen six and one, are the Golden Knights better than you thought they would be this season? And then if you want to yell at Darren about saying Mark Stone's not in the heart conversation, you can do that too. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty. That's the number. Mike, how you doing tonight? I'm going to yell at Darren on two points. Oh, but I wow. wanted to make it. <laughs> yes. You bring it. Hey, make it count, Mike. Make it it's count. Gonna, it's going to count. Number one, I said in January that Mark Stone could be a contender for the Hart and the, and the Selkie. And that was way back when. And you guys poo pooed that idea because centers only win the Hart. Although, it's, who was it? Federal? No, no, the Selkie. Centers only win the Selkie. I mean, the Selkie and the Hart. Somebody won, it, won both of them in 93-4. But anyway, that's not what I'm going to yell at you most for. Don't ever compare the Golden Knights-San Jose rivalry to the Washington Generals and the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> you almost jinxed it. Well, it's true, though. No, it's not. Hey, no, the, what, hey this how, is great. How, Mike, how often do the Washington Generals get blown out? They always make a game of it, and at the last minute, the Globetrotters pull it out. And well, they you're win asking every game. for a nightmare next Wednesday, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that's One a, other thing. That's a good what point, is though, Mike. It, 
with backup goaltenders. I, wa- I did a little research before I called. I wanted to be sure I was right, and I am. Thatcher Demko, Anton Hudobin, and Devin Dubnik are a combined 18 and 24 this season. Why can't we beat these guys, or why do we have so much trouble against them? Well, uh, the good thing is we haven't lost to Demko or Hudobin uh, this year. Uh, so that's, that's, that's the great thing. Uh, yeah, Dubnik is closer to being a, a number one guy. Uh, he has been for a number of years in Minnesota and then switched teams this year. Uh, and Hudobin has actually played really well. Uh, for Dallas, they just haven't been able to get him much run support. And the same thing for for Vancouver. Demko has actually taken over mm-hmm. the number one job from from Braden Holtby, who they brought in on a two year deal, uh, and has been every bit uh, the bubble Demko as he uh, was uh, during the summer uh, to now. So uh, the the three are, are are good quality goaltenders, and and that's why they've been around the league so long. Hey, okay. You- and you also got to look at their teams, right? And thanks for the call, Mike. Like, the Dallas Stars play and defend well. When you look at, at what Thatcher Demko was able to do in the bubble, Vancouver sold out and just played defense. They tried to take away the middle of the ice from the Golden Knights. Like, you have to take into account what some of those teams are able to do. The Minnesota Wild, when Devin Dubnik racked up a lot of wins against the Golden Knights, defended incredibly well. This wasn't one of those bubble games where all the shots were blocked and you yeah. had much zone. Like, they had legitimate grade-A chances. Dubnik was really good tonight. Yeah, Dubnik was fantastic. Marc-Andre Fleury was really good for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Charles, you're on. How you doing tonight? Uh, doing great. About had a couple of heart attacks, though, with the sharks in the crease right there. Sounds like Marc-Andre Fleury did, too. <laughs> I think so, but uh, yeah, I think he uh, he was the best player on the ice uh, with Dubnik right behind him, and then uh, Stone. Um, but I uh, wanted to mention a few things that I learned by looking at uh, some of the uh, uh, the public relations stats from the other goalies. Things that I did not know is that uh, Flurry leads the NHL with thirteen six plus game win streaks. And he paced Marty Brodeur uh, with wins at 700 games. Uh, Marty had 383, and he had 382. And he's currently on pace to break or tie Marty uh, as fast as the 500 wins. I'm telling you, I had no uh, optimism that Marc-Andre Fleury would push the envelope and get close to 500 wins this year because of the the rotation that they planned to go with, yeah. he wasn't, and the 56-game yep. schedule, he wasn't going to get the necessary starts. Yep. He's gone 16 of the last 17, and here's the most impressive part. He, he's won 11 of those. It, it, yep. it, it boggles my mind what he's doing right now. It, it, like uh, like Mike mentioned during the show, um, you know, he, the, you know the, the greats, they just find a way to keep staying great. Um, you know, with Flurry, it's just going to be how many more years can he play? I think that's what it's going to come down to, is just how many more years. And in listening to his, thanks for the call, Charles, uh, in listening to his teammates tonight, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're impressed. But, right. it, but, but I think they're also amazed, like wowed, like surprised at what, what is going on here. It's, it's hard not to be. It's gone to, an, it's gone to a different level. Over the last week. Well, you're not supposed to at least outwardly appear to get better as you get mm-hmm. older. But that that's what we're seeing here with Marc-Andre Fleury. And you're supposed to be getting tired. Like Saturday night, he was brilliant I, to I'm, hold down that, that win. Tonight, he was fantastic coming off the road. Everybody talks about the slow start coming off the road trip. Yeah. So that ma- everybody was sluggish to start. Except the goaltender. Well, I I just I don't think I I don't think he ever has lulls in energy. Well, or you at least said they did a couple of weeks ago. I said that he wasn't on his game. Mm-hmm. That's not a lull in energy because of his his fatigue. You said he looked I, fatigued. I said he I said he wasn't sharp because just, to his standard, if you're gonna make people yell game, at me, I'm gonna come back to you. 
no, making Mike I, yell I don't at me think, like that. I don't think many people are going to agree with you. Like, I, I think you're going to find that people don't tend to agree with you very often. Just because? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Mark Stone was great tonight. Max Pacioretty scored. You know who the most impressive player, outside of the obvious in Marc-Andre Fleury, but I think the best player on the ice tonight mm. was Jonathan Marcheseau. He was good. That he was line, very good. That line had 15 shots. Uh, Marcheseau, Carlson, and Smith had 25 attempts. <laughs> the top line that scored both goals, one was on the power play, but the glass, Pacioretty, and Stone had seven attempts. Like twenty-five to seven, <laughs> they, they didn't, and they didn't get well, anything out of it. They were really good. They were really good. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out of the out to the phone lines. Anthony, you're up. Hello, what's up, guys? What's hey, on? what do you want uh, to say to us tonight? Do you want to yell at me, or do you want to tell that uh, something about uh, Mark Andre Fleury? Well, I was going to say he's obviously the most impressive player for us in the past few games he played great tonight and with the poke check just amazing he was like 12 feet out of his net yeah it was great it was well yeah. it was well done by mark andre flurry thanks for the call anthony uh, you know uh, as as good as jonathan marcheso was in this game I got to go with Marc-Andre Fleury because he was very much instrumental in this team having a one nothing lead going into the second period where they really did simplify and found their game. 702-876-1340 is the number. Michael, you're up. Hey, guys. I just want to come in on how just impressed I am on how fantastic Fleury has been since Robin Leonard been out. Like, all these games that he's playing – straight through, except for that maybe that one that he was out in. I mean, you would think he was younger in his age than he is, the way he's been playing, the way he's been stopping the puck. Just, he looks like an acrobat out there. He's right now up there in appearances, too. Not just wins, not just the uh, 16 and 17, mm -hmm. but Vasilevsky, Grubauer, there, there's a, a, a group of them that are fighting for most appearances, and and he's right there as well. Yeah, he he's been fantastic all season long. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. If you'd like to yell at Darren on the other side of the break, this is the extended post game show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. We'll head to Twitter. Zoe wants to know our comments on Mark Stone using our painting scale. Mm, yes, you're right. Saying the game was, quote, not a Picasso. Would, in our, in our, pa our painting scale, it would be a Bob Ross. Yeah, the the number five, like a five out of five, would be a Bob Ross. But yeah. this uh, this probably wasn't that, but it was a pretty solid performance because you you got the expected first period. Yeah, goalie kept you in it, and the second and third they were great. San Jose pushed at the end. Yeah, they're playing their best hockey of the year. But this was coming off the road. This was the game that you're supposed to lose the teams will will fight to win but will get slipped through your fingers this team finds a way to win those games and that's why they're 19 6 and 1 so you asked me the question and i don't think that you answered it earlier so i'm going to ask you are the golden knights better yes than you thought they would be 19 6 and 1 is better than i think anybody was going to be playing inside your own division where I expected it to be a, a little more competitive mm -hmm. from top to bottom. Yeah. yeah beating team like the, they're 4-0 against San Jose. And, and we, there's a couple of teams in the league that, that have run the table against the opposition. But like 19-6-1 when you're playing the same teams over and over is far and away better than what I expected. Well, it's interesting because like, you know, 
you were right in terms of San Jose tonight. Like you mm-hmm. said, they would come in with more energy, that they would play more to, confident. A, to a higher level, yeah. and they did. I, I wasn't going to overreact to a three-game win streak for the Sharks, but I was impressed with their ability to push that pace in the first period. I thought they had a great first period, and I thought it was incredibly deflating for them to go to, I agree. to the room down a goal. And... Then you come out to the third period, and Mark Stone scores right away. Uh, don't misunderstand. I I predicted and expected, and they did as well, that the Golden Knights would challenge for first place. Yeah. I just didn't think that the record would be as so uh, strikingly brilliant as 19-6-1. and 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the postgame show. Stephanie, you're up. How you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. That was a nail-biter at the end. Uh, but, hey, win's a win. Um, I think that uh, I don't know necessarily that he was the best player on the ice tonight, but I don't think that no six role can be overlooked, especially there at the end. You're right. And, you know, his ice time, Stephanie, reflects uh, your assessment of, of his game tonight. He was very up there. Uh, I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm going to guess that that was a season high for ice time for Tomas Nosek tonight, and he was right there after two periods uh, with with the leaders uh, among forwards. Tomas Nosek took 21 shifts, 15 minutes, and 53 seconds of ice time. Yeah, he was he was really solid and generated some chances. And Pete DeBoer is leaning on him. He's getting some really good minutes out of him right now. And thanks for the call, Stephanie. I, I, you know, I, I look at Tomas Nosek, and I look at what we're starting to see with Nosek and Wah and Tuck and their ability to really lean on teams down low in the offensive zone. There were some really hard shifts that they had down low that are exhausting for San Jose Sharks players to play. And those shifts add up. Even though they don't score, mm-hmm. they had a big impact on this game it didn't happen on his line but Alex Tuck with the net front presence on a Braden McNabb shot with a tip was really solid and he he was right on it and then on the power play goal he screens Devin Dubnik on the short side and jumps to the middle doesn't jump to the side if he jumps to the side Mm -hmm. towards the, the boards towards the hash marks he's He's going to get hit with a shot. Yeah. But he knows where Max Pacioretty wants to go. That's short side. And Dubnik doesn't see the release. Tuck hops to the other side. He doesn't get a point on the play. Yeah. But that puck doesn't go in if Tuck, one, doesn't screen and doesn't jump to the proper side. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 702-876-1340 is the number. If you'd like to give us a call, let us know if you think this is... If if this Golden Knights team is better than you expected them to be, better than you thought they were, uh, if you don't want to call us and, and tell us that, you can tell us who you thought the most impressive player of the night was. Or you can yell at Darren about uh, his take on Mark Stone not being in the heart conversation. That's totally fine, whatever you want to do. Uh, though I do want to ask you, Darren, Mark Stone, another two-point night, a goal and an assist. Eight-game point streak. He's and is 16 points in the, in those eight games. It's like Connor McDavid numbers right there. Uh, but you know what? Not in the heart conversation. Totally fine. Um, why Why does it feel like, as we're watching Mark Stone, that he's taken another step, that he's taken his game to another level? Because he has. How? How has he been able to do that? Like, we, we heard at the beginning of the season, you put the C on the guy, you think it can yeah. make him a better player. Early returns suggest that it absolutely has. I thought last year was his best career start. He's carried that over, had a better start this year. He's in the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. He's motivated. 
He's feels responsible to lead by example. There's a lot that add up to playing the best hockey of your life just in that little synopsis of Mark Stone. And when I said that he wasn't in the Hart Trophy conversation, what was my criteria? He had to be top seven in scoring. Right. And Which he's he, eighth right now. Wow. Well, he entered the day but, but, and, in the but top seven. If, if he gets there, yeah. He's <laughs> never been in that range. He's never been 26 games into a season in that stratosphere of the elite point producers in the National Hockey League. He is a great player. He is a superstar for this team. He is the Selkie Trophy contender leader right now. There's there's a lot to love about Mark Stone. Can he continue to pile up points? That's incredible to ask somebody to be in that group with Matthews, Marner, uh, Kane, McDavid, Dreisaitl. It's a lot. If he can do it, and, and the way he's going right now, mm-hmm. yeah. That'll be great, but it's still a big ask. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have played five more games. Patrick Kane's played four more games. Like I'm just saying, listen, I, I, I don't expect that Mark Stone is going to be a two-point-a-game player. Did you have Mark Stone top five points coming into the year? No, but I think he's he's within striking distance. Yeah. Like I think that that's something that he could do. The way that the, the the type of hockey that Mark Stone is playing right now, the way that he has a command over how games progress and when he can kind of take his game to the next level, and it's been so consistent for him so far this season. I don't think there's any any limitations on what Mark Stone is able to accomplish in this 56-game season. You mentioned the word limitations. I think the biggest limitation to Mark Stone is on himself because he's too responsible. Because he is the ultimate 200-foot player. And you won't get those those cheaper cookies. That's why I, I, I think that he just, won't be able to rack he, up He's the necessary just, points. He's just got to pot a couple of empty net goals. That's, yeah. that's it. Come on. Get some empty net goals. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Sal. Sal, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing great. Um, I, I have to cut, do a random little call out to whoever works for NHL's uh, media app because I just want to rewatch the highlights of the game, and they just completely omitted the flurry poke check. It's not even on, on their Really? Extended highlights. Yeah, go check. <laughs> I was shocked. I had to go to Twitter to to rewatch that over and over and over again. You know, Sal. Um, sometimes I, I, if I can't watch uh, one of the games during the course of a night, I'll lean on that uh, the condensed game. Yeah. And I always wonder what am I missing that really <laughs> happened because I seem to. It's, it's like I get everything, but now, now you make me worry. Yeah, I don't know how they missed that, but and then. <laughs> But uh, anyway, the the other thing um, I I've yet to see this this squad have a letdown game against an inferior opponent, and it's it's um it's great seeing us just beat up on the on the bottom of the of the division, and I just look forward to more games against uh, Min- the Minnesotas, Colorados, St. Louis's because those are the teams that I feel like will get us primed and ready for the playoffs because it doesn't look like we're we're ever taking our foot off the gas against the Anaheim's, the LA's. The Arizonas, they're just not in our, in, our, in our league. No, great call, Sal. And the calls tonight have been awesome. Thank you, everybody, for participating in the extended postgame show. 702-876-1340. If you'd like to sneak another one on the other side, this is the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat San Jose 2-1. to one. Cody Glass, big opportunity tonight. Played with Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone. Darren, your thoughts on Cody Glass's game? I thought he was good. Yeah. I don't think that uh, he was as impactful on the score sheet as mm-hmm. he wanted to be. Yep. But there was a couple of plays where he made plays. Didn't didn't just try to get get the puck and get rid of the puck. 
and I was impressed by that. But then there was a, another couple of instances where he did just get the puck deep and make the responsible play and yeah. didn't try to do too much. There's that, that fine line with a guy like, like that. You want to be responsible to impress your coach, but then you got to make plays to make your teammates happy. And sometimes you can be on the wrong side of, of, of that line. I thought he played a pretty good hockey game. Yeah, there were a couple moments, um, some some defensive plays from Cody Glass tonight that I really liked. There was a, a play down low where he tried to find Mark Stone in the slot, just wasn't able to make that play because Logan Couture comes back with a, a brilliant defensive play. But you know what? It it, it kind of, it, if it's going to be longer than just one game, I think there's something to build on there with Cody and Max and Mark. See who was on the point in the second power play unit? Dylan Coughlin. Mm-hmm. It's my boy. Had a couple of good chances, too. There was, of good looks there, there was a play where he he brings the puck down on the wall. Alex tucks in front. He throws the puck to the net, and that's all day looking for a deflection from Alex Tuck into the back of the net. Just You see the offensive wheels churning for Dylan Coughlin every single time he's on the ice. The shot is great. That's yeah. what I really like about him on that second unit mm-hmm. is it gives you a different look on the power play. With a big shot, Nick Hag has it, and Dylan Coglin has it. Uh, Coglin has the, that extra little bit, uh, yeah. smooth skater, smooth passer. Uh, I, I don't know how much we'll see him on the power play when everybody gets back and healthy. Yeah, but I like the look of it tonight. He has been fantastic for the Golden Knights, and the Golden Knights fantastic once again. Get wow. a two-one win, nineteen-six and one. A lot to like about the Golden Knights so far this season. They're back at it on Wednesday when they take on the San Jose Sharks. We will be here with you for that game. Pre-game at six o'clock. Puck drop at seven. Thanks to Jeff Rubino out here, twisting the knobs, making us sound like professionals thanks to darren millard for jumping on the post game show thank you to bobby machado back in the studio and thanks of course to you all of you that were listening to the extended post game show right here on fox sports las vegas thanks for listening to the extended golden knights post game show on fox sports radio 98.9 fm at 13:40 a.m your home for the vegas golden knights have a good night and drive safe